So I, I follow the, the seven principles from, from Hans Leitert, uh, who wrote a book, uh, The Art of Goalkeeping. And the, he speaks about this, the seven principles. So the, the first one is position. Uh, the second one is balance. And the third one is ready on time. Fourth one is uh, uh, the right beginning of a movement. Fifth is technique. Six is courage. And seven is have a plan and be focused. Today's episode is presented by goalkeeping.com. guys and welcome back to a new episode of the Gloves on podcast. We're your host Marcus Sunden and alongside me is Alexander Brams as always. Today we're joined by a new guest, Sashima. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks uh, for having me here. And before we, we jump into to the main topic which is philosophy and goalkeeping and uh, we're going to jump more into that later uh, but can you briefly talk a little bit about your background within goalkeeping and goalkeeper coaching we can let the listeners know that you're currently the first team goalkeeper coach and head of goalkeeper at, at FC Groningen and you were the former head of goalkeeping at FC Kairat Almaty in Kazakhstan and also you've been the goalkeeper coordinator at Red Bull Salzburg in Austria but can you briefly just tell your, the listeners out there a little bit about yourself yes uh, for sure Uh, yeah, everything started with a dream. I wanted to be a professional goalkeeper, as maybe uh, some of us, um, and played. Uh, yeah, reached in the academy of Austria Vienna, which is uh, yeah first league in in Austria, my home country. And yeah, doesn't make it to the professionals. Didn't get offered for a, a contract, and uh, and then struggled in some yeah lower leagues. And suddenly, uh, coaching big. Came in my mind because I wanted to be involved in professional football, and and that was my uh, yeah, my thing to be there. And uh, then somehow coaching got more and more, and and playing got less and less. And uh, I got involved with Admira Wacker, um, which is also a Bundesliga club in 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 Austria. And from there I went to Salzburg, where yeah, then the coaching got kicked off. And uh, with 22 I got then a full time goalkeeper coach from the 12 on the 12th to on the 16th, and. Um, Yeah, learned more or less everything that I uh, that I know now about goalkeeping uh, there in 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 that years. Um, had a brilliant brilliant uh, guys working with me with Stefan Loch and uh, and Hans Leitert who uh, teach me nearly everything that I know now. And uh, yeah, and then it felt like uh, moving on. I moved on with 26 to uh, be involved in professional football in, uh, in 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 Kazakhstan. So I had to make the step a, a bit outside of Europe, but we got related to Europe because we played Euroleague qualification. Yeah, and uh, took that opportunity to uh, to coach professionals. And uh, yeah, after that year, I came back and uh, joined FC Groningen, and now I'm in yeah in the Eredivisie. We're playing uh, yeah quite quite good. Last year we finished. Uh, quite well as uh, a seventh so yeah it's quite nice interesting uh before we jump into to the main topic i briefly just want to touch on as well we have had episodes where we talk about the different techniques around the world and you have obviously experienced this with both being in austria kazakhstan which is far away as well and now being in in the netherlands um what do you think about the different techniques because we have had guests saying that there is no right technique 
that there is so many difference and we can all adapt into the different kind of techniques in order to make our own technique. What's your uh, take on that? Yeah, I think also it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very individual. So um, when, you, when you drive mill fruits, there's uh, countries that are worked is, I think it, it's not the technique that is, uh, that is different. It is just the way how you deliver the technical learning there. And uh, for example, if you take Kazakhstan as a, as a really, uh, yeah, as I would say now, uh, yeah, an Eastern or, or more the Soviet Union touch in, 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 uh, in, in learning style, where it's everything on, a, on an ideal movement and everything, okay, you have to do that in, in, in that way, uh, how I as a coach want to do it. Um, and in Austria or, or here in the Netherlands, it's, it's more like, yeah, find your own way to solve situations, find your own technique, find your own style. And I think that is more the, the, um, the difference. It's more the, the coaches, the coach is different, not uh, really that the game is different or, or, uh, or the technique is different. It is more the, the learning style. Yeah, and if we then make the transition into to the main topic of today, which is the philosophy of goalkeeping, if you say it like that, the philosophy in goalkeeping. Um, when you decided that we're going to talk about this today, what would the background behind it? What do you think the philosophy in goalkeeping is? Yeah, um, that discussion uh, kicked me off uh, in recent years ago because everybody, when you got to the congress or or, or you meet with goalkeeper coaches, the first question is, uh, yeah, what is your philosophy or or what is your philosophy of coaching and um, also, I had a, a lot of discussions with Stefan Lochen when I was in, in Red Bull and he brought me more or less on that way to think is I was ever struggling with uh, because I couldn't say, okay, what is my, what is my philosophy now? Um, and yeah, it, it, it's kind of got, got in that way that I said, uh, it depends on, it depends on where I am. It depends on with which goalkeepers I work and, uh, and it depends on, uh, in which country I work, which cultures I work with, with playing style of the team I work. And that brings all together to, yeah, my philosophy. So more or less, I, I would not say I have, I have, if you ask me, what is your philosophy? Then I would say I have none, but I have certain principles that, that I follow or certain principles where, um, where I get the informations from uh, to have a way to work. So that is more my, my point. Yeah, and, and building upon that, can you take us along in what kind of principle you have as a, as a goalkeeper coach in your daily yeah, work? Sure. Yeah, sure. So in the beginning, there is obviously always when you come to a new team um, or a new uh, challenge, then uh, then yeah, for, for sure, for first uh, talk with the goalkeepers, talk uh, with, with, with them what they are experienced. Um, and then there is the, your homework. So like I call it the homework. Um, you have to do your analysis. So you do an opponent analysis, you do the league analysis, um, your analysis, your own team, what they played uh, in the previous years. And, uh, and of course, then uh, in the first weeks, you try to make a profile of your own goalkeeper. So in the end, you have uh, more or less, yeah, three or four uh, small balls that you put into, into your, uh, your glass. And that is, yeah, the league where you play in, the, the team that you more or less, um, represent or what the head coach wants to play um, and then there is your goalkeeper uh, group and your goalkeepers uh, as well and uh, and that forms then 
somehow the plan of uh, of the next weeks and, uh, and 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 your training plan. So talking about your your goalkeeper profile, can you first explain what a goalkeeper profile looks for you, and then I'll add the question after. Okay, yeah, um, and more or less, it's 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 a small strength and weakness analysis. So it's very in detail. Okay, what is what is the goalkeeper's good at? What is uh, um, what is the requirement on the weekend and how uh, how we fit as a goalkeeper team or the, or the goalkeeper, how has it fit in uh, that profile for the weekend um, to bring the best result, for for, for example. Um, and then, yeah, of course, like I told, uh, strength and weakness. Um, of course, for the long shot, how we can uh, develop in, in, in that case is strengthen the strength and strengthen the strength and, uh, and, and strengthen also the weaknesses. So there is always a bit of a, a performance part for the weekend and there is always a, a bit of a um, development part in it uh, for the next steps to be prepared for uh, um, I think uh, Yiri said that also on the Gloves On podcast here uh, last time uh, prepare for the future prepare for a next head coach and uh, and uh, I really like that because that, that fits more or less in, in that development part very good Interesting so you you kind of mentioned that you had two profiles. So one profile from the next game coming in front where you have the, you mentioned the analysis uh, and so on so that you prepare for that game. And then the long-term profile where you can, like the long-term development that maybe I want to catch the ball higher, I want to distribute better. Um, it could be be stuff like that or like I want to improve my weak foot so that I can get back passes and distribute to my outside backs with both feet um, and then also prepare for the next head coach uh, that's an interesting one because you don't know as a goalkeeper you don't always know where you're going next or what's happening next uh, you have a contract and then yeah then what's happening next uh, so yeah I like that I really like that and the question I wanted to add on was for you, what are the most important characteristics in your goalkeeper profile? Um, yeah, what I say, I would say it's uh, yeah, all about the seven principles. So I, I follow the, the seven principles from, from Hans Leitert, uh, who wrote a book, uh, The Art of Goalkeeping. And the, he speaks about this, the seven principles. So the, the first one is position. And the second one is balance. And the third one is ready on time. Fourth one is uh, uh, the right beginning of a movement. Fifth is technique. Six is courage, and seven is have a plan and be focused. And I think if you if you put that all together, uh, it, it sums up a bit of, of 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 everything because you can put these seven principles, and that's why I really like that and and, and I really catch it up is because it completes goalkeeping so good because you can put it on every technique. You 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 need everywhere nearly the same principles and you can analyze this in, in, in the same principles and uh, that's, that's kind of interesting because you can then uh, okay focus on okay today we focus more on, on ready on time more the tactical thing in a one-on-one -on -one situation uh, but you can also focus more on the technical which would be the, the fifth principle so you can based on these principles uh, that you can also analyze in, uh, in your games uh, you can break down your training sessions. And that was makes me so interesting, this principles to work with. I, I love that answer. And that's uh, that's really interesting. Those seven principles, I haven't heard them like 
uh, given out like that with seven in a row. So are they ranked as number one? Like it's the most important and seventh is the least important or or is it just for an optimal situation? So first you want to have the position and then the ready in time uh, and then blah, blah, blah. Yeah, in the book it's written one to seven. So they are really uh, placed on okay, P1, P2, P3. Um, and I think the, the idea behind it is yeah, at first you need a position and then the other things come. So it's more the, the timeline of, uh, of a situation to be solved and uh, till, till uh, P5. And then, of course, six and seven are the additional uh, more, I would say, psychological parts maybe mm-hmm. um, that, that's in, in a situation. Was there anything about like outside appearance? Like, yeah, it could be in the psychological part, but also like uh, be, being a leader, being uh, vocal. Was there anything about that? Or is that something um, that you like to encourage your keepers to do? Of course, I, I like to encourage them. Um, but it's, it leads me also back again to, to the first talk with the goalkeepers uh, because everybody is, is, is different and you have to know them really good to, to develop them to the best because some, some are just not comfortable with situations to be a leader. And that is totally fine if you, if you have a balance in your team and you, and you don't really need it from a goalkeeper. Um, then it, that is also totally okay if you can perform and, and, and feels better with that than to have responsibility. Uh, of course, you want to have a strong voice from the back. You want to have a strong, uh, strong goalkeeper maybe also in the leading part. Um, but yeah, we were recently talking about um, you have to be strong mentally because even the game rules itself makes it really difficult for goalkeepers just think about uh, if you concede a goal just out of the rules everybody has to move to the midline so everybody is leaving you as a goalkeeper so just out of that <laughs> you have to be really mentally strong because uh, yeah the first thing that happens you concede a goal and everybody's turning away but just because that's the rule that everybody has to go to the middle um, and uh so of course it is a big big part i think uh, um also in that yeah i see what you you're saying with the mental part because also usually we are the ones that that needs to take the ball out of the net after we concede right so that's also a mental aspect of we obviously never want to do that uh, because we want to keep the clean sheet every single game even though it might be impossible Obviously, we're going to concede sometimes. We're going to make mistakes. It's a part of the game. But, Sasha, if we go a little bit back to the seven principles again, when you were explaining them, my first thought was you as a goalkeeper coach, you mentioned you analyze, analyze your um, your goalkeepers in order to see what you want them to work on, stuff like that. With all these seven principles, that's a lot within the game. How do you make sure that all the principles in your daily work with the goalkeepers contribute into the training to make them better on every single aspect of the game? Um, what you have to know is um, to, uh, I really don't like to go on the pitch just to go on the pitch. So I really like to have uh, a thought on, on, on every situation that we do and that is related or at least re- recognizable to the game. So um, we made it here um, that we have yeah, maybe game on Sunday. Um, then Monday is, is, is a training session. Um, 
where uh, most of the times number two, number three are out of are out uh, on the pitch, and that is more or less uh, like we can call it a profile day for them. So it's a strength and weakness, really development day for them. Um, then most of the times the day after it is off, and uh, and then we make a, a a small yeah the day afterwards. Uh, it's called more yeah coming into the week, uh, but also strength and, and weakness related. Um, and then the following days, uh, depends on how long the week it is, uh, it follows, again, one uh, topic chosen by strength and weaknesses, or we go strength and weaknesses, keeper profile, but opponent related. So, for example, uh, on Monday, most of the time, I, I've, I've finished the opponent analysis and know, okay, a lot of through balls will come in. But I know, okay, we have a big issue in our group. Uh, in, in, in the timing by one-on-one -on -one situations. So we would keep in, in the topic through balls. Uh, we would keep as a big part the technical aspect of, of the timing of the ready on time part. So that is how I try more or less fit in yeah, being ready on the weekend, but also uh, mixed with, okay, we, are, we want to make better. We want to make us better or at least uh, work in that where we're strong and, and, and to yeah, continue to be strong in that. Interesting because in season, obviously, there is different session for different goalkeepers because there can only be one starter in the weekend. Um, what came to my mind when you said that was as well that within that goalkeeper squad, I can use myself, also Alexander, as an example. In my goalkeeper squad at the moment in college, Davenport University, where we are right now, um, we have five goalkeepers this season, where two of the goalkeepers are very tall goalkeepers. And the three of us are smaller goalkeepers, good at distribution, good with the feet, fast on the line. I know that it's the same in Alexander's situation right now in Norway. Alexander, like myself, is a smaller goalkeeper, where the other goalkeeper is a taller goalkeeper. You as a goalkeeper coach obviously also have the difference there where you have maybe the smaller goalkeeper that needs to be better on some aspects, and then the taller goalkeeper needs to be better on different aspects. How is it really to, to incorporate that? Because most of the time in goalkeeper sessions, we see that all the goalkeepers are together. We don't really see that much of individual goalkeeper training. Uh, at least that's what I have experienced over the time looking at professional teams. Every single goalkeeper is in the same drills, stuff like that. Um, how do you incorporate and, and, and use that in your uh, goalkeeping? But as the, I think the, the, the great thing about um, how to more call it modern goalkeeping, um, complex goalkeeping, um, you have to solve situations. And um, if you are in a situation, you can solve it really individually. That means in the situation, you can focus more or less uh, with rules on, on, on a strength or weakness from that goalkeeper. And on the other hand, you can focus in the same situation, the same setup uh, on other strengths and weaknesses. And if you, if you solve the situation with your own individual style somehow, um, then you gain experience. You gain experience for the game. And the, most, the more experiences you gain in, in one situation or in one uh, yeah, game type of training, complex training, you can use it then in the game. So that is more or less what I try to, to implement is going away from drills to set the goalkeepers in as much 
um, game-related situations that possible to make as game-related uh, decisions as possible. So it's it's uh, um, and it should be really individual. Okay, sometimes we talk about okay, poo, maybe now you had to stand a bit earlier, then you could reach the ball, but it's never the way. Okay, why you put now your arm there or your arm there or your arm there? Okay. Maybe suddenly if there are a pattern appears where you say you had uh, five shots and it was five times the same shot and you didn't put your arm here. Okay, then you talk about it, then you see the videos then you, and then you talk about it. But what I want to force is them to take the decision in that situation. And if you make more and more and more and more situations, then they will find out somehow their way. And that is how we, uh, how we go on. And my job is more or less just to set the borders narrow or broad like uh, what we want to trade in in this decision making process so talking about decision making is that part of the seven principles of course it's more or less uh, in in uh, in the seven make the decision yeah making. I, I was about to say that that if it wasn't a part it maybe should be a big part for you because that's what i've noticed that it's a lot about decision making, what you do in certain situations. That's what you've just been talking about, like creating. I really like that with creating game, realistic game-like scenarios in training. That's what I've been trying to incorporate in my training when I coach kids, but also try and influence um, goalkeeper coaches that might be old-fashioned, that we should maybe do go away from drills and go into scenarios. Um so yeah, for example, today in training, uh, we had a we were playing with the team, and I had a shot on me, and I did a parry, and that parry went straight out, like no, not straight out in the middle, but like to the side a little bit, but and then they scored on the rebound. So I just I knew already that my decision making should have been either to catch it or if I couldn't catch it, try and get it further away from the situation. So do you also? guide your goalkeepers in the training sessions with great save, but it could have been even better if you did this. So like influence their decision-making. Yeah, of course, we strive always, uh, of course, always uh, to the top and the top is not to concede a goal. Um, but there is also uh, one thing from, from Daniel Coyle. Uh, I don't know if you know the book, it's a, the talent code where he's talking about, um, that you need also failure to to be to be good, uh, so to, to learn to learn not to be good, but but to learn, and uh, and the, the example that you mentioned now is, is that will be for me, for example, one thing when I say okay, uh, if you get ten shots, um, then I want you seven to to solve the situation right, and in that case it could be a catch or it could be that you put the ball away as far as that no striker can reach it. Uh, but I want to make you this mistakes uh, three times that you learn from it. So uh, that's how session is designed more or less. Um, sometimes it can be really tough and really uh, that you say, okay, it's, it's an overload for them, but that is then that isn't chosen because then you are more in the mental part than I more with dealing with mistakes and, 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 and things like that. Um, but normally, and uh, what I also do is I really count out the, the percentage after the training sessions uh, in which area we are. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the goal is like in the book mentioned is, is this uh, is yeah, 75 to 80% uh, uh, 
correct uh, situations. And that's the perfect learning, uh, learning range, they say, in, in, in that book. So that's what I also, how I reflect more or less also my uh, training design. So it's also for me a nice feedback. Okay, was it now too difficult for boys or was it too easy? Or was it uh, quite in a good range uh, of, of success and failure? Yep, really, really interesting. And I like that, that 75 to 80% uh, success rate and something that I've gone a little bit away from. So beforehand, I always, and my goalkeeper coach, they always had to say, oh, we have to finish on a good rep. But the last rep is the last rep. And if you fail that, you just, you think about that thing and you learn from that mistake, as you mentioned. So I've really like taken that into also when I was training kids, um, I said, okay, uh, I'm going to aim from you, aim after your face. And if you don't catch it, it's going to hit you on the nose. And that's maybe a little bit harsh, but it worked uh, because one time it like went through their hands and they hurt the nose and they cry a little bit. It's harsh, I know, but th- it didn't happen again. And even the parents watching, they were like, okay, I mean, sometimes a little bit of tough love can, can do it. But yeah, that's also what happened today with, with me. Like I made a save. It was a good save, but it was a bad parry. So yeah, I kind of got shot in the face, if you can say that, um, and conceded a goal. Yeah, you you either learn on on uh, I think on um, yeah positive emotions or on bad emotions. So you learn on learn on emotions. That that way was a bad one, I think. If you hit if you got hit in the face, uh, but you remember that, um, so uh, it's good. Um, and I think it's all about. Um, yeah, everybody's speaking about the 10,000 hour rules, but if you just uh, do 10,000 hours something, it doesn't mean that you get better. You have to think about it every time. Okay, what can I do now better? What what was the, or, or if it worked out, what did I do now good? So it is this conscious, um, this conscious repetition, I think is, is, is the most important. And that's why we try also, not try. Uh, so I, I cut always the, the training sessions together and, and, and send them to the keepers and uh, they are up to them if, if they want to to watch it or not. But uh, my experience is, is that the, the keepers who, uh, who watch it back, they, they are more aware of uh, what we are doing and they get faster, better. And regarding decision-making as we are talking about right now, uh, something that I've found very beneficial is a goalkeeper coach I had back in the days, um, which I use his advice as a goalkeeper coach myself now as well. It's that if you make a mistake in, in practice, um, we stop after the rep and the goalkeeper coach asks the goalkeeper, what do you think you made wrong in this situation? I think that's a very important question because it makes the goalkeeper rethink about what really went on in, in the situation. And if you think about that and you you say, I made this mistake to the goalkeeper coach, I can assure you that the next time you would focus on this and there would be a bigger chance that you're not going to make this mistake. And um, maybe that's just something I use with, with my younger goalkeepers and that's maybe not something you use in the professional game. I don't know if you use that, but that's something I find very beneficial to really just stop for a second, think about what went wrong, and then change it, build upon it, and then don't make the mistake again. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what, what I think is where you say, okay, going back now to the, to the training design, is if you have several situations, um, then sometimes a pattern appears. And uh, 
And then you can ask, okay, what do you think? We had now three times nearly the same situation. Uh, what can you do better? And then reflect and do it once or twice again and then just see what happens. And if he is not coming on the clue, then uh, okay, try to narrow the borders a bit of the of the exercise and uh, and try to guide him there. But uh, uh, but let them find out itself because then themselves because then uh, then it's uh, yeah quite more beneficial than than just telling and saying okay, I'm now your teacher and I tell you everything and then you just have to execute. So I think that's uh, that's not a that's the not not about how you learn nowadays. Maybe worked up uh, in the past. But, uh, but I don't think that's the learning style that you should, should do nowadays. Spot on. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, and Tasha, before we, we end off this episode today, we always ask this uh, question on the podcast due to our name, Gloves On. We always ask our guests about favorite gloves and why. So what's your favorite gloves in the moment as a goalkeeper coach? Yeah, at the moment, I, I wear all sports. Um, so, but I, I have to say I'm very... Uh, but I'm pleased with them. It's very good. It lasts very long. Um, but if I'm honest, I I don't have really a, a brand that is uh, that is that is uh, my favorite. Um, my favorite is just uh, the negative cut. So if it's very uh, tight and, uh, and and you can feel the ball, so that is more uh, my my favorite. If it's very, uh, I also wear an eight. So I wear small hands, but I think I have a nine. But uh, I like it if it's uh, if it's very uh, very small. So. Yeah, I think Alex can relate to the to the small gloves. Am I right? Yeah, got a size eight myself, smallest adult size, but still making saves and catching balls, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important anyway. But uh, Sasha, thank you so much for uh, taking your time today and sharing your knowledge on the on the podcast. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. And for the listeners out there, um, make sure to check out Sasha on social media for good goalkeeper content. And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review, and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast. Mm-hmm.